Hello and welcome to a new episode of Paradigm Shift, the podcast in which I challenge your thoughts and beliefs over topics such as spirituality, ancient history, uh, religion, philosophy, and everything in between. Now, today we will be talking about near-death experiences, also known as NDEs, and uh, let's go ahead and do the introduction thing. Now, when it comes to near-death experiences, this is a very sensitive topic to my, to a lot of people because it's mostly related to religion and spirituality. But but mostly it's about religion, and people tend to to fall back on what they have been taught or what they believe in, as opposed to what other people are telling them to to an extent. And I have researched this topic for a long time. It has been a very interesting topic to me. And the thing is that what has always really like fascinated me about every near-death experience that I have either read about, I have talked about, um, maybe some people who I know told me, sometimes uh, I would watch videos, panels, and stuff like that. And everything about that experience is so transcending, so out of this world, literally, that it feels... And, and the, 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 the thing that, that has always really uh, you know, gathered my attention and why I have followed up on this topic and wanted to pursue it even more is because everyone talks about almost the same experience that they have. This is, to me, has always been a very fascinating thing. Why is it that people from different backgrounds, different beliefs, different religions, different cultures, men, male, female, uh, old, young, everyone who has ever experienced it has, at some point, experienced the same thing as everyone else? So, so I try to delve deep into it and to try to understand it, try to to get the science behind it, even though there is no science explanation behind it. They can just tell you, you know, they can tell you that you can see a tunnel and and all that, and maybe some light, but, and they try to associate it to certain body parts that are failing you at the time, which is why, for example, the narrow vision that you get when you, when you die, clinically dead, for, uh, or it becomes like a... Um, uh, it becomes difficult to see, and that's why you see things in a tunnel vision. So people think they are in a tunnel and all that stuff. But to me, it's much more than that. To me, there is much more explanation or a deeper foundation to the whole story. Because the more you read about it, the more you realize how much science has no idea what's going on when it comes to near-death experiences. Now, just to be clear on what it is, before we delve into other people and what they have felt and what they saw and experienced, uh, near-death experience is usually someone who has gone into a certain, like, let, let's say an accident, a cardiac arrest, uh, anything that has caused the entire body to shut down completely and he is pronounced clinically dead for a certain amount of time. And then they come back. So most people who have experienced that who have gone through that actually do come back and they come back with a certain story that happened to them. And this is what categorically near-death experiences are. 
So we are not talking about people who had visions. We are not talking about people who have talked about from a religious uh, background or a spiritual background. We are just talking about random people. These are the samples that we will be gathering. And these random people just talk about what they felt, what's, what happened, and everything. Now, I, I read this thing about uh, an article about it a while ago, and it's, it talks about how different people with different backgrounds experience something. And I think the most, the, the one that grabbed my attention recently, I have uh, actually reg registered to uh, Gaia.com. And for those of you who don't know, Gaia is like, it has been, uh, like the, the tagline of Gaia is like, it's, um, it's Netflix, but instead of entertainment, you get enlightenment. <laughs> okay, so uh, I like that <laughs> idea. So Gaia, uh, you know, it's, it's a streaming service and it has a lot of topics ranging from, from everything like, you know, metaphysics, philosophies, ancient history, aliens, uh, um, you know, so conspiracy theories, spirituality, and all that. And under it, there is the near-death experience topic. And I recently watched a panel that took place in uh, 2019, so a year ago. And the panel was called Near-Death Experience Panel, Coming Back from the Other Side. So this panel, it was part of the Conscious Life Expo. And <clears throat> it was, it had around... I think it was eight or nine people who have experienced near-death experience at some point in their lives. And one of them actually has gone through that maybe five times. And he was joking about how it took him five times to actually understand what was happening or to, to get through his thick skull, as I quote him, uh, to believe in that. But um, what struck me most about it, so I'll give you an example of what he said. So the guy who got hit around six times, the first time that happened to him, he was actually hit by lightning. And uh, I mean, already the odds of that happening are way too low, but it happened to him. So he was out in the field uh, and he was, uh, you know, just having a normal day. He was, I think he was working in his farm, if I'm not mistaken, and it was stormy night and he got hit by lightning. When he got hit by lightning, Officially and on the record, this is as per the hospital that, you know, after the ambulance came and took him and after, uh, you know, they performed on him and brought him back. Officially, he was pronounced dead for nearly 23 minutes. And he was talking about what he has experienced in those 23 minutes, even though he says that they were not 23 minutes to him. They felt like a lot longer than that. And he talks about how he went to he felt like he, he did like see himself floating above his body okay and which I don't want to get into about the floating above your body I think that's a you know a different topic that I want to cover one of those in, in a future podcast which is uh, you know OBEs or out of body experiences but for now I want to focus about what happened to him when he reached that place and he was talking about how he reached this white room which it looks like a room but it actually has no end to it so it's just like white it's white light there's nothing else just white but it did feel like he is in a place and he was hit with this unbelievable feeling of coming back home so he didn't feel scared he wasn't lost he wasn't worried 
he felt like I am finally home. This line, I want you to remember because it will come up later with other people, including someone who I personally know, someone I have talked to, and she told me the same thing. Now, for this person, he was talking about how in this white room, he would see other creatures, other people, other beings in that room, but they had no form. Basically, he could not tell whether they are male or female. He could not tell whether they are humans or not. He could not say, oh, I saw an angel, or oh, I saw God. It didn't feel like that to him. It just felt like there's a being in front of him that he knew who this being was, he just didn't know how to explain it, especially when he came back. He said, like, I have no words, literally, the, the, the language does not have any words to, to describe who that creature or being was to me. And he said that there was no talking, there was no need to talk, no language was spoken, but he understood from him. He felt like this is home, and even though this is a very nice place, and I actually don't want to leave this place, because he says how he felt this weight that has been lifted lift off his, you know, his chest, his shoulders, he felt like all the weight of the world has been completely removed, and I felt like I was weightless, and all I cared about was staying in this place, but somehow he knew that he has to leave this place, and he has to come back to Earth or come back to his human form. And he accepted the idea because he had this notion that he has unfinished work. It's not his time yet. He didn't finish his mission. And then he came back and he woke up to the doctors looking at him, to light of the hospital, you know, the room and everything. And it was okay. But that experience stuck with him and He's, yeah, this is something that I want to I wanna talk about with other people as well, for example. Like other than this panel, there's this woman who has been a very big uh, part of my life, like all my life. And, uh, you know, I, since I was born, I know her. She, I grew up next to her. She was a next door neighbor. And one time, uh, about like maybe three years ago, she had a, a cardiac arrest. She has problems with her heart from before. So they took her to the hospital, you know, the whole, the whole nine yards, everything is happening. And she has experienced near-death experience. And I went about a year ago, because she was not in the country that I am in now. So when I traveled there, I sat with her and I took down notes and I wanted to see exactly what happened with her and how it relates to what I have already read, what I have already written about, uh, watched, everything, to see where does she fit in this, you know, in everyone who has experienced NDEs. And the, the funny part is that she is a very old lady, like really old, in her 70s, 70, 73, I think. And she has no, you know, knowledge of the internet or going online or, she, she, uh, yeah, she, she's not influenced by other people and what they would tell her or, you know, like it would affect her like a placebo effect or something like that. So, so I know that whatever I heard from her came from her directly and it didn't come from, uh, you know, being influenced by books she read or by, 
other movies she watched or something like that. And what she told me was this. She said, I knew I could hear the doctors shouting above my head. I could hear them shouting, trying to bring me back to life. And they were performing, I think, CPR and stuff like that on her. And she said, I stopped caring about what was happening. I felt I was being lifted out of my body in the hospital and I could see everyone around me. I could see my family who was standing outside the door, but somehow I was still able to see them. And I was just lifted and I was transported to this white room. Again, white room comes back. And she said that in the white room, she was walking. However, she wasn't able to see anyone or feel any presence. She felt a presence, actually, but she couldn't see anyone. She couldn't identify any shape or form in the white room. All she saw was white everywhere. It's like it's made of light. And she felt so happy and at such peace that, again, she felt she doesn't want to leave. She felt like this is my home. She felt I'm coming back home. I am not going somewhere. I'm literally just coming back. And at that moment, she felt a hand reach out and touch her on her shoulder. And the moment it touched her, it felt like a very heavy hand, very heavy that was kind of pulling her. But it wasn't a scary hand and it wasn't a scary sensation that she is in danger. No, she felt that the hand that grabbed her shoulder was actually communicating with her. Like there was a being behind her who put his hand on her shoulder telling her, this is not your time yet. You have to leave this place, go back to your life, fulfill your purpose, fulfill your mission, and then you can come back here. Now, when I heard that coming from the, you know, from the mouth of a 75-year-old woman, you can't help but be mesmerized by it. And this is someone who is very religious, very spiritual, but at the same time, there's nothing in the religion that she follows, which is Christianity, by the way, there's nothing in that religion that talks about seeing a white room, being talked through, you know, uh, telepathy, uh, I forgot the word, sorry, but like talking about without words, okay, there is nothing about going back to fulfill your mission or leaving. So, so this is, comes from a personal experience that's, that just, that's there. And I think this is what strikes me the hardest when it comes to this topic of near-death experiences, is that no matter what you believed in before that moment, no matter what you thought you knew about life, about death, about life after death, whether you believed in that or not, whether you thought we are just carbon-based creatures who will die and stop existing, whether you believe in reincarnation, whether you believe in heaven, in hell, in God, you don't believe in God, no matter where you come from or what your background is, everyone or like 90% of people who have experienced that talk about the same thing. The, the, the details might vary from, from one story to another when it comes to, yes, I saw a being, no, I did not see a being. I saw someone I know, I did not see someone I know. I felt a hand touch me on my shoulder, I just knew what I had to do. Everyone talks about it, even though they were not in the same room to discuss that. They, they don't have the same background. And what strikes me even more is that the way they talk about it, like if you sit with someone who had a near-death experience, 
they really don't care whether you believe them or not. You know what I mean? Like me, for example, let's say I have a certain belief, a religious belief. So I sit with people and I want to discuss with them my beliefs. My sole purpose of me talking about my belief is to make them believe me. Okay, so I sit and I tell them, okay, so see, this is what happened in history. And this man said this, and you can read that in that book. And what, you don't believe me? Okay, so you have proof here, and you have people who have been there, and you have all that. It's like, I always need validation when it comes to topics like this, because when it comes to faith and belief, there is no hard evidence, right? So you need a sort of a third-party validation to kind of accept that you believe in something and you try to make them believe in, in, in the same ideology. And this entire concept of making people believe in that is, is gone. Like these people don't care. People who have near-death experience, they don't care if they get ridiculed, if they get made fun of, if the person in front of them sits at them and like, what are you talking about? I don't believe what you're saying. They don't care about this. This is what, what, what's amazing is that they believe in it so much, they know what they have experienced, that they just say, I know what I went through. I don't need you to validate what I went through. I don't need to make you believe what I went I actually don't even care if you believe me or not. As long as I know what I'm saying, as long as I, I, uh, I have felt it, I've experienced it, to me, that, that's all that I care about. That's it. There is nothing else. And that, to me, shows how deep that experience was, like how seriously deep on a, on a soul level that you stop caring about what other people say. I, I wish I have experienced something like this. I wish that I can reach a point where I believe in something so much that not only do I want to share it with others, but I also don't care if the others care, if believe me or not. It's just all about me sharing my story, sharing this out of this world experience and moving on, just I continue my day. And 99% of these people who have experienced NDEs all talk about that they have now a mission. These people come back changed. There is no two ways around it. They, they see something, they feel something that no other human has ever felt. And it becomes so transcendent that they, be, they turn their life mission to, to finding what is their purpose and doing it, and that's when they know they're gonna die. And you know that every single person who has talked about negative experience, all of them, 100% of people who have ever shared the story, whether, whether it was through the panel I watched, whether through the people I talked to, whether through the, the YouTube videos I, I listened to, uh, articles I've read, they all have one answer to the question of, are you afraid of death? And they say, no, it's gone. The fear of death that we all carry, in our, that's embedded in us, I think, is just gone. They don't fear where they're going anymore. They have no more stress, worry, anxiety about, I need to fulfill everything because I'm afraid of death. I don't want to reach there. I don't want to get sick. I don't want to die. I don't want to experience that. It's completely gone. It's like now they welcome it. Now they understood that death is not the end of something, but it is the just a just another passage. This has been talked about in a lot of like literature, in a lot of movies, and a lot of you know shows and stuff like that. And how death is considered as a passage. It's not the end. It's not the 
uh, you know, like you stop existing and, and, and all the, you know, the grim stuff. It's about death is just not another part of life. You experience life here, you go through death, and then whatever comes after it comes after it. Now, I don't know what comes after a near-death experience because no one has come back. Because as soon as you come back, you have only experienced a near-death experience. However, the idea that there is something so calming and so relaxing about death, so transcending, this is something that is very interesting to me. And now personally, me, I have sort of experienced a near-death experience, okay? I have touched on it, but it's not in the way that everyone else has. So I can't really claim that I have an NDE because I obviously still, you know, am fascinated by it and I want to know what's on the other side and all that. But what I've experienced was through a dream that I had, which is, you know, one of those dreams that always stays with you. You know, it doesn't go away no matter how old you get. And I think I've had this dream maybe around 10 years ago where I was, okay, so in the dream, I'm walking on the beach and it wasn't like, a, you know, a romantic beach, no, no, just like a beach where there are restaurants on one side and, you know, the beach is on the left. And you know how it's like, you know, in Miami or all these like, you know, like in Dubai where you have this, you know, there's this walkway and you have on one side there are restaurants and people are sitting there and on the other side, the beach. That's it. So I was walking and there was a very weird, you know, something that happened where a person, someone from behind me came and he stabbed me in the back. Usually this is when you wake up in a dream, right? Like when an action happens or you get hurt, this is when your body wakes up. But this was the start of my dream because what happened was, so I got stabbed and I'm on the floor crawling and I can see blood coming out of me, you know, like I'm trying to crawl and call for help. And I remember like I'm seeing people next to me who are eating and just like walking around and everything and I'm calling them for help, like please help, help me. But no one is listening to me, no one can hear me. Actually, they can't even see me. So I keep trying to crawl and then I look on my left to the beach side and there was this boy and girl, maybe around 10, 11 years old. And they were playing football or something. Then suddenly they both looked at me and they ran to me. And the moment that they touched me, this is all my dream. Huh? So the, more, the moment that they touched me, I immediately felt like I knew who these kids were and I knew they were angels. Now, I call them angels, but I don't know if they are more than that or less, or I don't know. But what I knew is that they are not human. And basically, I remember like the, the way the dream went was I was lying down now on my back and I was put, resting my head on the, uh, uh, on the lap of the girl while the boy was holding my hands, laying next, standing, sitting next to me. And... At that moment, I felt an unbelievable peace that came over me that I really cannot explain. It just felt so overwhelming and so nice, so calming and relaxing. It just like at, when they touched me, it just felt all the weight of the world has been lifted. And I honestly didn't care anymore that I was dying in the dream. It just felt like I was going through something which is unique, new, something I've never experienced before. And I honestly didn't want it to end. Like it did feel like 
like I was taken, being taken somewhere and I didn't want it to finish. I just wanted to keep going. This feeling kept go, keep going, keep going. But sadly, it was just a dream and I woke up. This is to me the closest thing I've ever had to a NDE. And I won't know what that feels like. I don't know if, you know, my life on this earth will, I will experience something like this or not. I will come back to talk about it or not. But I do know that there is something in the eyes of everyone who talks about it that is completely mesmerizing. And I would advise you to really go and talk to someone who has experienced like this. If you know someone personally, not just go online, don't go online. Online, you will only talk to see people what they say. They could, you would think that maybe they're adding stuff, maybe they're exaggerating, being dramatic. Don't go online. What I want you to do, just go and try to talk to someone who has experienced something. Sit with them. Share with me your experience. What did you feel? What did you see? Was it as you thought it would be? Was it scary? Was it fascinating? Are you afraid of death? Do you feel like you came as a changed person? And believe me, believe me, the way they tell that story is going to change your life. It's going to change your life because you will not have heard anything more authentic than someone who is sharing a near-death experience. Believe me on that. Now, finally, before I finish the, this episode, I want to talk about this... The, a few years ago, a, a, you know the website, Reddit. Uh, this guy was talking, he, it was an anonymous uh, poster who wrote something that he went through when he experienced a near-death experience. And his experience is very different from everyone else, but I don't know why, when I read it, it felt like I was... I got goosebumps, honestly. I got tears in my eyes. I, I can't explain why. There's, there's literally nothing that I can relate to in what he's talking about, but there's something that just resonates so much with me and with everyone who I, I read this story to that I'll, I'll, just, I'll just read exp, you know, parts of it and let you know what, uh, let you decide, basically. So he starts about talking, you know, and uh, it was in 2013, he was driving, I think he was going back uh, on, on his way to work, and he was approaching an intersection, driving the car, and, you know, a, um, a truck came and hit, it, hit him. Now, he says, and I want to read this part because it's really important. He says, what happens ne next is extremely difficult to, to describe, but I will do my best. And this can be, and must be, taken to apply to everything that I'm going to attempt to relate from this point onwards. Words, even most carefully chosen words, capture no more than 1% of this experience at best, and even then very poorly. This is quite possibly the most frustrating thing giving this account. <laughs> He's talking about how difficult it is to explain what he went through because there are no words in any written language that can explain it. So he says that, what did he say? Let me see, it was a field, okay. So across from the front of the car, because he says like he, he in his near death experience, he, he saw himself outside of his car, but also in a white space, okay? So everything was white around him, but the car was still behind him. 
And he says, across from the front of the car on the left, in almost the opposite direction, was a field. I suddenly became aware of a very large object approaching slowly on a diagonal across the field. It was coming directly towards my car. Time was not functioning normally while this was happening, if it was functioning at all. I had the space to notice this happening, but I can't explain how I was able to do that. The object, when I first saw it, appeared to be about the size of a 10-floor tower. It subjectively seemed to be about two or 300 meters across from the field. These size and distance description are meaningless, as I'll try to explain in a moment. Then he says that the object resembled a giant cartwheel. cartwheel. On its side, rotating as it approached me and my vehicle. As it got closer, it didn't take time, as we understand it. I was that, I saw that my first observation about its size was widely inaccurate. It was more like the size of a small city. As it got closer still, I understood that all scale and distance estimates were meaningless. It was larger than anything in the world. As it approached me, I became aware of its power and significance. Now, he says, this part is very difficult to explain. Okay, so as the object drew near him, he says that he got a sensation over that came over him as a person and he understood at, the, at that exact moment what that thing was. Not only that, but he knew everything that pertained to it, what it was, what it was doing, what its business was with him, where and when he had seen it before and why he was seeing it now again. So he says, I had seen the object before I was born and I will see it again when I die. To him, he says that we all have seen this object before we were born. Uh, I think I'm going to trigger some of you who, <laughs> who don't believe that we, have, we were created you know, like before we were born and all that stuff. But for now, just humor me. And he says that the cartwheel that was turning when it reached him had different compartments in it. And he understood for, a, for that brief moment that the cartwheel represented reality in itself and that every conceivable possibility for life or for a world or for a universe was within this cartwheel. And each compartment of that cartwheel was one of the realities that exists. This is, by the way, just on the side, that this is a topic that we're going to talk about in a different podcast. It's going to be titled The Many World Theory. And it talks about how we are not just part of a universe, but we are part of a multiverse, how they are parallel to each other, and what does that mean to us and our choices and everything that we do. However, for now, basically, every conceivable possibility of life existed in the cartwheel. And he understood that at some point, he has to jump back into one of the compartments of this cartwheel. And he said that he knew that as the cartwheel came closer to him, that he needs to go back to his own reality, quote unquote. But he knew also that if he took his time and did not decide, that the cartwheel is going to decide for him. He basically felt that, like I said, he says, I knew that unless I soon selected one of these realities to slide back into, 
that the wheel would coerce the situation by deciding for me. One way or another, I would be sorted whether I liked it or not. If I didn't choose for myself, I would simply be fitted into a place at some nearest position on the wheel to the point where I failed to make the decision, if that makes sense. Now, basically, he continues to talk about other stuff and how he felt like this need to actually jump. And um, let me see again. I saw seem to see variation of part. OK, so basically, as he got closer and closer before he made the jump, he says, again, I saw or seemed to see variations or possible word outcomes where I died in the crash. I seem to understand intuitively that if I went into any of these, I would be there for only a few moments or minutes at most, and then I would have to come out and face the wheel again almost immediately. I didn't want to do this, but there was an odd kind of knowing associated with that too. The wheel didn't seem bothered one way or the other. It didn't seem to matter to it whether I emerged again in three minutes or three, in three minutes time or three decades time. All it cared about was sorting me and there was a kind of ruthlessness to this that I will not soon forget. He says, I found myself back on the highway in what seemed to be a very short distance back on the road, still approaching the intersection. This is just one of the many mysteries associated of the event that I can explain. Did I choose a word which a version of our universe in which the accident hadn't quite happened yet? Basically, what he says, what happened was he felt the accident hit him. He felt the truck hit him and he was thrown out of his car. And when he was thrown out, he looked around and he saw the cartwheel. And he decided to jump into one of the realities in which he went back into his car, into his self, in the car before the truck hit him and he was able to stop himself. He says that... I can't really explain it, and honestly, I don't really think it's a near-death experience because he didn't actually die in this you know, reality or in this version of the story. But what he says is that he felt death, and he felt that he had the choice to come back to a moment where he did not even experience death. But somehow, this memory came, stayed with him. So... This is what I am interested in when it comes to topics like this and when it comes to near-death experiences is that people stop, like I said before, they experience something so transcendent, so energetic that they don't really care anymore whether their story seems like a crazy one, seems like it's written for a movie, seems like written fantasy or all that. They don't really care because they stopped caring about whether you believe them or not all they care about at that moment is to make you believe sorry all they care about at that moment is to share that experience and they just leave you okay this is my story you can go ahead and do whatever you want with it you want to believe it you want to use it for uh, you know uh, a bedtime story you want to take it and study it it doesn't really matter to the person who's saying it. All they care about is just sharing the experience. This to me is a very important topic. I think it really talks about how we perceive death as this enemy, as this scary thing that we don't want part of, but in reality it's not. It, personally, it has affected me and I hope it has affected you. And 
to, to wrap it up, I think that whoever is listening right now to this podcast or watching me through the YouTube channel, you have been brought here to my channel, to my, to my podcast, to, my, to this episode, because you need to hear about this topic. I see it as a way that just like this information was passed on to me, that it will be passed on to you. And you will take it and you will do whatever you want with it. But I do invite you to always keep an open mind that not everything you have read in, in books, not everything you've been taught before, not everything even science tells you is 100% the truth. There are truths out there that nothing can explain it. Nothing can explain them, not even science, not even religion. There are truths that are being told by people who have experienced something that has changed their lives forever, and it has changed the lives of people who have listened to them. So again, I ask you, go out, try to find people like that, talk to them, understand who they are, where they came from, why they decided to talk about that experience, why they decide to share it, and draw your own conclusion, draw your own beliefs, your own thoughts, and make sure to always keep an open mind. Because the more we, we evolve as a species, the more we experience things, the more our understanding of the other world becomes easier. If I was talking to someone who was born 3,000 years ago, perhaps he wouldn't understand what I'm telling you right now. But you have the knowledge, you have the ways, and you have the information of thousands and thousands of people who came before you and have delivered this information to you. All we have to do as, as a species is take them, listen to what our heart says, listen to what our, what our guts tell us, Sometimes there are things that we cannot explain by logic, by facts. Sometimes there are things that are reliant solely on, on feelings, on emotions, on, on beliefs. So make sure you do that. Thank you for listening to this entire episode. And hope you come back soon for a new episode, which we will talk about other topics, same as this one. And if you are on my YouTube channel, please leave a like, share and subscribe. And I would love, I would absolutely love if you can share with me your ideas down in the comment section. Thank you so much.